to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Welcome to the Astros postgame show, Robert, along with R.G. Seal. And the Astros finally lose a postseason game in 2018. The final score, 7-5. to five. Well, they had won four in a row. It wasn't like 20, but uh, the Astros lose 7-5. to five. And R.G., the story of this one really, to me, it just comes down to Garrett Cole looked a little bit like he had some jitters. For the first time, the Astros starting staff looked a little bit human. You're right. Usually you're going to give Garrett Cole a a 4-2 lead, like after the Marlon Gonzalez home run. And you think, okay, uh, out of the woods here, Garrett Cole can take this one and he can give you six or seven innings and you can turn it over the bullpen. That's been the Astros prescription. Instead, that that three-run double by Jackie Bradley, Boston goes up five to four and they never look back. I guess the positives from this one, there wasn't a ton of Astros positives, but Carlos Correa again, gets uh, a base knock, which is good. And then also, I felt like it was a big one late in the game, Jose Altuve getting a base hit. You know, he's looked okay, but it's it's obviously not in anywhere close to the Altuve of old. Uh, Strategy-wise, was there anything that you agreed with strongly with A.J. Hinch, disagreed with A.J. Hinch in this game? Anything I really disagreed with strongly. I mean, I think you can go back and, and maybe look at how he constructed the lineup, begin the game with having maybe Tyler White in the fifth spot. And, and he struggled a little bit in the series and was eventually kind of pinch hit for when you do that righty lefty platoon with uh, Tony Kemp. I didn't really have any qualms with what he did with the bullpen. The Astros were down five to four and they went to Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers that was with Martin Maldonado having those pass balls. So, you know, and Lance McCullers, you know, when he gets up there with his curveball, you got to be able to block those. And so, I mean, that ended up costing the Astros uh, that extra run that turned out to be the difference. But I mean, looking, getting, I really like the fact that he was finally able to get Josh James in the game, even though he ended up giving a, a couple of singles. Then you saw Rondon. Rondon comes in, gives up the du- double to Mookie Betts. You know, so all of a sudden it's seven to four, kind of like what happened to the Red Sox in game one. Uh, once the bullpen came in and, you know, uh, you get that insurance run, you know, potentially after that, uh, that's when the, the floodgates can open. You know, the Astros kept it within three runs. They brought the time run to the plate with Alex Bregman in the bottom of the ninth. But, uh, you know, overall, I didn't really have a problem with the way he managed the bullpen. You just were hoping that you could get with Garrett Cole. He had two bad innings. He had a bad first. He had a bad third. Uh, but other than that, he had a point where he was uh, re- retired 10 consecutive batters and uh, and looked great. So it was like the Jekyll and Hyde had Garrett Cole out there tonight. Well, it's unfortunate that the Astros use their all-hit, no-field catcher out there. I mean, what's the deal? You know, all Malinado does is he gets base hits, but then he's terrible on defense and he gives it all back. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, that's what he was this, this night anyway. And I tell you what, RG, I, I think to me I, I was a little bit – a little bit peeved that A.J. Hinch decided not to take Lance McCullers out once the runner was on third base because it did look like Maldonado was having trouble taking uh, Lance McCullers' uh, sliders or curveballs, whatever they're called. He was having difficulty receiving it and, you know, bringing in either Josh James or whoever, somebody that might have been able to get you out of that inning and it turns out, yeah, that, that was a big run because if you, you hold them right there and then you shut the door after that, then the Astros, 
you know, really have a chance to tie the game late in this one. But, you know, that didn't happen. Yeah, you're right. It was good to see Josh James get his feet wet. You know, maybe he should have been the one to come in there once the runner gets to third base because, you know, he's got that heat. Usually, you know, Josh James, as good as his stuff is, it's not wild. It's not going to get away. It's not going to cross up the catcher, confuse the catcher or something like that. Uh, I I do want to mention, though, that I don't know what you thought, but, you know, we didn't get into it much. But Rondon, before you go on to that, I just want to respond to what you just brought up there because you didn't let me respond. And uh, I just wanted to say that I I disagree with you. I mean, at that point, there was only one out. Lance McCullers, he's one of your 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 best relievers at this point, even though he's just transitioned to relief. And he has a great curveball. We know that. And, and Maldonado is a great defensive catcher. So, I mean, it looked like he was maybe having a little bit of a problem with that. I mean, he's caught Lance McCullers before. He's he's the anchor behind the plate. I mean, those were unfortunate that he had passed ball there. But, I mean, most of the time you're, you're not going to expect that. And you have to be comfortable being able to throw breaking pitches to your catcher no matter who you have over there. If you have Josh James come in, he, he can be wild at times. And you have a runner on third base. So I'm not going to bring in Josh James, especially first time in the postseason, with a runner on third base there. And A.J. Hinch wasn't either. He was going to go with Lance McCullers, who's been in that position before. So I just want to disagree with you there. But go ahead with your other point. Yeah, well, maybe uh, not Josh James, but... I just felt like he wasn't he wasn't able to handle it. He was having some problems, and, and they weren't even wild pitches. A couple of those were called pass balls. Uh, yeah, I mean, feel free to disagree with it. Lance McCullers uh, is supposed to be able to throw those pitches and trust his catcher, Maldonado. That's why you got him, supposedly. But on this particular night, you could see it coming. I could see it coming. I think a lot of Astros fans could see it coming. My other point, though, was Rondon on the postseason roster. I just disagreed with it. I thought if you were going to go with somebody because he had struggled late in the season, Rondon, I would have gone with Brad Peacock. He was great last year. He's got more experience uh, in these situations with the Astros and big situations. Um, Brad Peacock is more of a strikeout pitcher. I think of him as more of a strikeout pitcher than Rondon. I think his stuff is better than Hector Rondon. And, you know, with what Rondon did in the last couple of months – to me, if you're going to go with a pitcher right there, and I even suggested going with Straw and shortening up the the Astros pitching staff in the ALCS, but if you're going to go with one, I just wouldn't have gone with I don't trust Rondon right now. I mean, I don't know how you can. Well, yeah, it's easy to say that now, too, after he gives up the, the double there to uh, Mookie Betts and is only in for one batter. But yeah, I mean, he was banished. He was put into exile. Um, I mean, yeah, he was he was sent off like like he, at this point, you want to kind of banish him like Napoleon. Right. You just want him out of there. You don't want to see him again. But he's he's really going to be that way. I, I think at this point forward and because of what A.J. Hinge said about his mechanics uh, at, you know, the end of at the end of the season when he left him off the roster the first time he said, well, he just really hadn't pitched well. He wasn't the same pitcher the the last month of the season that he had been, and he had been excellent for the Astros. And it's really kind of unfortunate because Ron Dunn was a huge contributor to the Astros in the regular season, but I'm not putting him in. I agree with you. I'm not putting him in in any situation that, you know, if the Astros are down maybe in one game that you wave the white flag with, or if they're, they're up by like seven or eight runs in a game where you're winning and it's, you know, the eighth or ninth inning, maybe you put him in at that point. So you can save some bullets, but I'm not putting him into a high leverage situation again. Uh, you know, would you have where you're still within striking distance either way? You'd gone with Joe Smith, maybe right there. I don't know. Bring bring back Colin McHugh for another night. I, I don't know who you go with, but yeah, I, I just Rondon again that that extra run. You know, when you're two runs down at Fenway Park, 
you know, a little infield dribbler and a pesky pull home run and it's a tie game. You, you can't you can't think it's over with, especially with the Astros. And that was that inning coming up. It was like, well, yeah, you, you can get the first two outs, but then you got Springer and Springer, of course, does it again. You know, Springer keeps doing it again over and over and over and over again. And then you got Jose Altuve and, you know, he's still the reigning MVP and he's still pretty darn good. He's, uh, you know, just uh, he's Jose Altuve. And then after that, you get a couple of guys on base and it's Alex Bregman and three run home run. You win the ball game if you're two runs down. And and that's as, as easy as it could be because it's Fenway Park and it's the postseason and who knows what's going to happen. Well, look, with two outs, he was taking a chance with Ron Doan, brought him in there, thought that, okay, here's a guy that had been, again, the Astros closer for a good portion of the season. There's uh, the the two run deficit at that point, And he was, you know, he had uh, brought him in to face the right uh, to face Mookie Betts. And then all of a sudden, you know, Mookie Betts gets a double and lifts him. So, uh, and then you, you all, then you see the next pitcher that comes in is Tony Sip, the left-hander to get Andrew Benatendi gets him out. So, uh, I mean, like you said, now from this point forward, you kind of at least saw in a, in a game tonight where you put uh Rondon into a, a, again, a high leverage situation that he wasn't able to execute and he wasn't able to perform. So I doubt that that's, he's going to get another opportunity again. The Astros have too many other bullpen options, like you mentioned. I mean, at least Ryan Presley, I mean, he was used yesterday. He wasn't used, so he'll be available for game three. I mean, the Astros are still, they still got, even in a loss tonight, Boston had to go to the bullpen much earlier because uh, David Price, only four and two and a third innings, didn't qualify for the win. I mean, he gave up four runs, which was good for him in the postseason. Uh, he, but he didn't even stay a complete five innings, get the win. And and then you also had with the Astros, they did get the innings from Garrett Cole. He d- ended up not winning, but they they went to the bullpen there for, for the last few innings. And, uh, you know, it's still, I think, their position coming back to Houston to where they can – they haven't used Osuna yet. And they still haven't uh, – I mean, they used uh, Ryan Presley one inning last night, as we mentioned. And then, you know, you still have guys like Lance McCullers. You still have Joe Smith. You have other guys that you use. While Boston, they've already used Brazier, Ryan Brazier two games in a row, who's one of their top bullpen arms. Uh, they had to use Rick Porcello, Porcello who's going to be pitching again in game four. Uh, you know, they had to use Kimbrell. And, and like you said at the beginning of the program – to me, it's a real positive that they got to Kimbrell because this is a guy who's given up runs in each of his postseason outings. He didn't have a good postseason versus the Yankees, already given up runs. It's kind of like what happened last year with uh, Davinsky and Giles, and we saw this. Sometimes if you know a bullpen you know, gets to be a mental issue, I mean, Kimbrell's one of the best closers in the game. You know, he can still be lights out, but it has to be a little bit worrisome to Boston that three times now in the postseason they've handed the ball to Craig Kimball and he's given up runs. So, I mean, the Astros can look for that, too. So I still think, you know, the long term metrics of this series, uh, you know, still favors the Astros. They still have three home games. They they have the home home field advantage. They got out of Fenway with a split. Listen, this team won 108 games. They're a great team. They're a great offense. I mean, people forget. I mean, they were the. I, they hit 269 for the uh, year. The Boston offense did. They were number one, led the league in hits, led the league in OPS. So this is a very good offense. They're going to score runs, and they got through against Garrett Cole. You have to credit them, but now you get three games at Minute Maid Park, and, and the Astros have an opportunity here. What cracks me up also in this, and, and you all good points, RG, but what cracks me up as uh, you look at Alex Bregman in this series, he has no hits, but he has scared the crap 
out of the Boston Red Sox because <laughs> even in a game where he was 0 for 2, he had three walks. One of the outs was that one that was like hit to the to the warning track to the wall at the end of the game. And I mean, Alex Bregman just you know he has literally no hits, no hits yet. But should they have the Jaws music playing when he comes up to the plate? <laughs> yeah well tyler white's got that one doesn't he it's he's, oh, he's, the, he's the great true. white but yeah i mean you look at the astros lineup right now and no, nobody's doing anything special outside of marwin and springer like the there's not anything just uh to blow you away but you know everybody's done a little bit of something to contribute to a little bit of something to this point i mean you you look through the lineup and uh between the two games you've gotten something from somebody somewhere along the lineup. So that's, that's been a good sign as well. Yeah, there, there is a lot of good signs and you come back to Houston and, you know, if you can get two out of three, you, you only got to win one in Boston. You know, we, we hope it's a sweep, but uh, next up, I mean, it's, it's, uh, is it Dallas Keuchel in game three now? Are we talking about? It is Dallas Keuchel and because Rick Porcello pitched tonight, well, he was probably going to be slated for game four anyway, but it's going to be Nathan Neovaldi who's from Houston and and the Astros faced uh, Nathan Eovaldi earlier this season, but he was with the Tampa Bay Rays, and it was the the game where they had the three consecutive home runs from Springer, Bregman, and Altuve. Uh, he's generally pitched well against the Astros over his career, though. If you look back at Eovaldi versus the Astros over the last few seasons, he's pitched extremely well. He had a bad outing against them when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays uh, earlier, and then but since he's been with the Boston Red Sox, haven't faced him. But this will be – he's comfortable pitching at Minute Maid Park. Is from the Houston area. And, of course, we all know about D- Dallas Keuchel. He is uh, somebody that, you know, his last outing, he gave up two runs in the postseason, uh, had, what, five innings pitched, uh, 360 ERA. So, uh, you know, uh, D- Dallas Keuchel hasn't been the shutdown Cy Young ace. Uh, and, you know, he does have a postseason pedigree where he's had some good games in the past year in the postseason. But, uh, you know, it- it's a big test for him because it's a critical game. You don't want to go down two to one to the Boston Red Sox. But at the same time, Keuchel coming home, Keuchel being a uh, you know, former Cy Young Award winner, offering something different, a lefty to this lineup. So, you know, Alex Cora will have to adjust his lineup there. Uh, uh, for for the left-handed pitcher, it's a big game for Val- Dallas Keuchel. But the Astros are at home, and and so they're getting the home field advantage was key. Did Keuchel was he the one that pitched Game Two last year against the Red Sox in the division series? Is that right? Yeah, he did. I mean, it was Justin Verlander and Dallas Keuchel, correct? So you're right. So he had uh, postseason success last year against the Boston Red Sox. So that's good. I mean, that's something that they can, you know, yeah, well, I, I mean, but we've, we've watched Dallas Keuchel this year, you know, he's, uh, he's struggled kind of at the beginning of the season, found his groove, then kind of got a little bit, had a little bit of a rocky September, but overall over the second half of the season, he's pitched better. And so you're just hoping that, you know, you can get, I, uh, I mean, again, this Red Sox line was very tough, and uh, but uh, he does offer something different after you throw, you know, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole out there, uh, who are two very similar type pitchers, and now Boston's going to have to go against Keuchel, who, as we know, nibbles at the corners, you know, has, uh, uh, you know, the cut fastball, the slider, uh, you know, the curve, the different changeup, the different pitches that he works around the plate, had, you know, mixes the velocity, mixes, uh, you know, uh, his pitches up. So, it, it, you know, he tries to keep hitters off balance and he's a left hander. So it's a different look. And, and hopefully, I mean, he can give the Astros there, uh, you know, five, six innings, then handed the bullpen. That's still the 
the recipe, the formula that the Astros want to use in this series. Any way you would reconfigure the lineup at this point? I mean, do you move Correa up after, you know, having a couple of hits? Uh, Tyler White, I would assume, doesn't get the start in the next game. Do they go to Tony Kemp? Uh, started starting a lefty right. I, I, I think so because uh, we saw with and you know we saw in the uh, the game where uh, again where you it's in the Indian series too. Well, I mean Tyler White got starts there, but in these first two Tyler White going against the left-handed pitchers. But I would think and Tony Tony Kemp almost hit a home run in tonight's game. He just missed it by a few inches, right? Uh, and uh, he's had some good at bats in the postseason. I would assume that he would get the start there uh, against Nathan Eovaldi. And then you but you never know. I mean, I I don't know what A.J. Hinch might be looking at uh, numbers wise. And so it might have a different idea as far as. Uh, but I, I, I do think that I would keep Correa down at the bottom of the lineup. He seems comfortable hitting sixth or seventh. And, and I think it extends the Astros lineup so that where. You know, you don't have having Correa down there with uh, Maldonado and Reddick. It just doesn't you know, it, it makes it a, a tougher lineup when you have to pitch to Carlos Correa down there at the bottom part of the order. And so you could. But now with Tony Kemp, uh, you know, usually he bats eighth or ninth. Correct. Usually and in the lineup. So I would assume if he's in the game, he'll probably be batting ninth. Eighth will be uh Maldonado, Maldonado, and then seventh is Reddick, maybe. So right. then you alternate right and left, and then Correa would move to six. But still, I, I don't see Correa moving up to the f- fourth of the fizzle. Plus, you know, Marwin Gonzalez has been hitting so well. You you want him up there, and Yuli Gurriel's a great cleanup hitter right now. And we haven't even mentioned him. Yuli had another yeah, base hit, yeah, yeah base hit. single yeah. in the game. He's one for four. Uh, right. So I think he's oh, his OPS is. Uh, about 770 so far. He's he's doing okay. I mean, Yuli, uh, I'm not worried about him. I don't, I don't worry about Yuli. Yuli's like, he, <laughs> he's just stick him out there and uh, he's going to end up getting a key hit here and there. And he's Well, gonna... he had the big home run in game one that broke the game open too. So, you know, in the ninth inning. Right. Well, it was also, you know, you had the Josh Reddick home run, but then once Yuli hit the home run, it was pretty much, you know, a game over. Anything else? Uh, any other things you're looking at as we go forward in the series? Yeah, I, I agree with you about Altuve. Hopefully this now he can break out. I'm looking at like at the Red Sox wise. I'm looking at, OK, what's going to happen now with their their pitching staff? What are they going to do? I mean, I'm assuming Porcello's still going to start game four, but he's been pretty good out of the bullpen. We haven't even mentioned that Chris Sale was in the hospital. So what happens there? What if He's had he had a sickness and went into the hospital. I, I mean, I'm assuming that he'll still start a game five. If there is a game five on, on. Well, now there is a game five on Thursday. So I'm assuming that he's there. But if he's at all like not available, what happens to their pitching staff? How do they move things around? And then, you know, J.D. Martinez, too, again, mentioned that he hasn't had a hit. He hasn't broken out. He's their MVP candidate this year, along with Mookie Betts, 43 home runs. Uh, so, and he's going to look at the Crawford boxes. He's used to hitting at Minute Maid Park. He started his career there. So, I mean, that's a guy you still have to keep at bay. Don't let him wake up this series. I think that's big for the Astros. And uh, Keuchel, like we said, that's big that, you know, he has a, a strong outing just because, I mean, he needs to get his confidence up and, 
he's a big part of the rotation. He's number three. And then we also have to see what Morton does in, in game four. But, you know, overall, again, I like where the Astros are. I like the fact that there are three straight home games. That ha- that crowd's going to be pumped up. You wanted a split out of Boston. So I don't know. What are, you, are, you, are, what are your thoughts moving ahead with the three games in, at Minute Maid Park in Houston? I still feel good. Speaking of the crowd, you know, I, I want to hear you guys. Let's. I want the glass on my television set to blow up uh, as I'm st- sitting here at home. So let's hear this crowd a little bit. And, uh, you know, yeah, I just how can you not be confident in this team? I mean, they, they're just I sit back and I go, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to, you know, yeah, it's the it's the Boston Red Sox. And I get it that they, they've got the best record in baseball and it's not going to be an easy series. And I don't think anything's a gimme in sports. But, yeah, just extreme confidence in the Astros and this pitching staff and these hitters and uh, A.J. Hinch. And I mean, it's just, you, you can't do anything but feel good about the, the way they look going forward. The Astros, though, will not go through the playoffs undefeated. They are now tied at one against the Boston Red Sox after losing seven to five in this one. And uh, we're going to catch you again on Tuesday night for game three post game. Uh, tell your friends, say, hey, these guys doing a good job with the post game. You got to hear them. It's a way to keep up with the Astros through the postseason on your way to work, maybe the next day to keep you company. I uh, hope we're doing that for you. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Thanks again for listening. And if you're new to the show, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. You can keep up with this show and my daily Locked On Texans podcast on Twitter and Facebook or by going to HoustonSportsTalk.net or LockedOnTexans.com. Touchdown!